for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, July 10th, 2012, episode 43 of Attack of the Androids. Every week live over at attackoftheandroids.com on AOTA TV. You can watch us. You can hang out in the chat room, ask questions, and what have you. Make sure you're subscribed in iTunes and follow us socially. I'm Matt Lee. Join tonight. We got Joey Kelly. What's up, man? Good evening, buddy. It is a wonderful day here in the Paradise City where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, and by the way, Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction, three ninety nine in the Play Store. There you go. What's up, Seth Herringer, also joining us. Hey, Matt. Good to be back this week. And just in from exploding power surges in Myanmar, Eric Finkenmeiner. What's up, man? Hello. Oh, hello. There he is. What's going on? Do you want me to Skype you? Just say the safe yeah. word if you need me to <laughs> Skype you, and I'll, I'll, I'll get her done. Except that Skype wants to install updates. Not now, Skype. Thank you. All right. So Banana. Banana. Skype me. Skype Banana. me. Now. Go, go, go. Red team, go. Uh, yeah, this is our weekly Android podcast. A ton, <laughs> a ton of awesome Android stuff going on. Uh, phone of the moment. Seth. What's in your hand, brother? Well, yes, this is probably the full moment because it's releasing on Verizon this week. I actually don't know when it is releasing. Do we have any dates on that? The 12th or something like that? If you pre-ordered it, you're getting it maybe a week early, depending on when you pre-ordered it. Well, we'll see. So I I, um, I pre-ordered it. I'm cleaning up my homepage a little bit. <laughs> when did you get that? Did you literally like Yesterday. just... Oh, so you've had a you've had a day to play with it then. Yeah, yeah. So here it is. It's beautiful. Oh, try to get out of the sun here. It's beautiful. What's that running? Is that Froyo? Was that gingerbread? What is that? <laughs> it's it's I it's ICS four point oh four. Really? Because it looks yeah. like Samsung Froyo. What? Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you think it looks a lot different than the regular stock ice cream sandwich? I do. It doesn't seem like it's that different. What's what's different about it? I don't know. Maybe it's the way you have it set up. It just. Every it doesn't look anything like what mine look like. I don't know. That, that's yeah, cool. I, it's different a little bit. Um, you know, it's got five icons in the bottom here instead of four. It's which, got four, and then your apps, or can you change all five? Uh, I haven't tried. I don't. I think apps are stuck. Oh, okay. You can't delete apps. Um, but you can change the other ones. Uh, I mean, in general, I let's see. My initial impression of the phone. Um, a lot nicer than I was originally expecting. It feels good. It's it's really light. It's a lot lighter than I was expecting. And it looks like it looks like the back cover is a little more sturdy than the what the the Galaxy Nexus has that little flimsy thing that you peel off. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's still pretty flimsy if you peel it off. I mean, it's, it's not like it's high quality. It I mean, looks like solid. It looks solid. Yeah, it looks better. Uh, I've got the pebble blue. Uh, it's a really nice color. I mean, it's kind of it's hard to tell. It's not gray. A lot of times they're not black or something, you know, but it is, 
if you hold it in the sun just the right way, <laughs> you can tell you can tell it's blue. So if the listeners uh, remember, this was the phone that you came out first completely dogging and then proceeded right. to pre-order. And so right. is it pre-ordered mostly because I wanted the unlimited data. Ah, and you didn't want to be stuck with what we're using before. Uh, incredible. Oh wow! So you were yeah. way behind. Okay. Yeah. So this is a. I mean, for me, this is a major upgrade. You know. So why beautiful. did you choose that over the Nexus? Um, just it's because it's newer. Oh, the camera and the chip. The chip is significantly better, and the camera is significantly. I mean, even though a it's a lot, lot better. It's just a dual core, though, right? It's not like it's you have the quad. Yeah, core but the S four is a lot better than the chip on the next on the Nexus. Okay. I mean, maybe not like you know increment. I mean, maybe not like exponentially better but it's quite a bit better do you think you notice the amount that it is supposed to be faster except that it's wasted on the samsung ui or is it pretty fluid uh, no it's super fluid it's smooth all the way nice. uh i mean i looked at some of those um jelly bean you know videos and maybe that's a little smoother uh but i don't think so i mean it's hard to get much smoother than this it's, it's really smooth the only time i notice it some lag is if you're way down in the, um, oh, where was it? Something, maybe, I think it was the app drawer or something. Not the app drawer so much, but um, somewhere where you have long lists of long things. lists up yeah, and yeah. down and slows. Right, that's, I'm trying to remember and, where that was. And but. that's something I've noticed. I've been running a uh, rooted uh, ROM of Jelly Bean on my Galaxy Nexus. I finally decided to unlock it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I did notice is that turning on the 2D rendering and everything in the developer options, and then watching like. I mean, everything just comes up really fluid and smooth, if you can touch it. Oh, the other way, right. <laughs> but yeah, like, and that's one thing I noticed going from stock ICS to this jelly bean ROM is that long lists of things are just super fluid. Yeah, I mean, so it's not the app drawer. The app drawer is super smooth. I mean, and you can just see it. It's just, it just, you know, nice. sorry, this, it goes fast. Uh, and then we'll do the test you just did of pulling it up with, uh, you know, like. Oh, wow. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty instant. That's I mean, wicked. Like, you, can see, you, can, you can watch my finger here. Sorry. There we go. Not as easy so, as it looks, is it, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that seems pretty instant. Let's see some of my frustrations so far. I mean, coming from CyanogenMod, I miss some of the fine controlling of. I'm trying to think of exactly what are some. It's hard. It's hard to remember right now because I've only had it for a day. But what all my frustrations are. But things like, um, you're losing the, all of the display tweaks. You're losing the yeah. really in-depth, like uh, actual hardware stuff that you can get into and tweak exactly like, how you like it. Yeah, like for instance, like you know, on CyanogenMod up at the top here, you know, sorry, um, Samsung did put these things that I like, these little these pull-down scrollable widgets, you know, on-off stuff. Oh, yeah, the notification of, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of junk on there I don't want. And you and can't. I like, and I would like to have, like, a screen brightness, and I'd like to have a Wi-Fi thing up there. It doesn't let you set what's in there? No. Are I, you sure I, it's I, Maybe if there's a reader, email me, but I haven't been able to find I haven't spent that much time with the phone. I've sure. been really busy the last couple days, but I haven't been able to find, like, I don't want driving mode. I don't want power saving. I don't want screen rotation. I don't want mobile data. I mean, like, these are things I use once every month or so, right? And I want to just be able to do those going into the settings. Now, put yourself in the normal user position. Is that something you feel they would find helpful? No, or no, they would just find it helpful because it's being forced on them and yeah. they wouldn't know any better? Yeah, like, why do we need, you know, why do I need super quick access to airplane mode? I'm on an airplane 
three times a year or something like that. So why well, don't you just air, let me go into that? Yeah, I use airplane mode quite a bit on on stuff just because sometimes you have to force it to reconnect. But it's it's good if you want to oh. save your battery and if you're just like if you're out on a hike, say somewhere. But I mean, yeah, how often? But then, is... but then you can just then you can turn on this mobile data one. You mean there's well, some, can there's you different... on that? Can you hold the power button and get that get the menu that has all those little options? Because no, that no, seems like. So. I think that was an ICS. Oh yeah, thing. it does. It does. it goes to airplane mode. Yeah. So see, there's. I mean, there, there's what they're doing. It looks like is trying to simplify it and put, put more than a, a couple ways of doing one thing in as many places as they can. So when users are like, "Where is that?" Chances are, wherever they look, it's gonna be there, just because right. they, you know they put it everywhere. So here's another annoying thing. You can see the pull down menu. Um, there's this Wi-Fi. It's all. It's always there. You can't get rid of it. Just, oh, that can... says off Wi-Fi. Really? Yeah, the there's like there's something that says Wi-Fi off or Wi-Fi on. So you when can't... you tap that, does it turn your radio on and off, or is it just telling you? It just tells you. So and you well, can't. It, it tap... does bring you into the settings if you tap in on it. But it won't I mean? like quickly just turn on turn on the Wi-Fi. It'll no, ha- it takes you into. See, that's kind of useless. Right. Then. See, and if I want to shut it off now. If I press on it, it doesn't just shut it off. Right. It just brings you to the settings, so I can flip it on and off. It's just kind of annoying. Like, uh, why is it taking up my set? Why is it taking up space here on my notifications? And why isn't it just a toggle switch up here? And why isn't there a toggle switch up here for screen brightness? There's just some stuff that doesn't make any sense to me, and not and I don't have control over it. Seth, which where is are you? Annoying. Where are you doing that? What? Where are you pointing at? Um. I'm yeah, this might at... be for podcast listeners. This might be a little off. Sorry. But... Yeah, good point. Um, I'm pointing up at the t- so at the notification bar. If you pull it down, like on Sanjin mod, the GS3 has these little uh, like widgets at the very top of the screen, which I like. I like that move to put those always at the top. If you pull down your notification bar and have these sort of power widgets at the top, so Bluetooth, GPS. This one. So I'll read them off. Bluetooth, GPS, sound mobile data, screen rotation, power saving, airplane mode, driving mode. What? Does it kick you into like when you put it into a car dock? Like turn it into the car? I don't have a car dock. But but is that what, does it change the interface? I don't know. I never, I never get into driving mode by pressing driving mode. Yeah, that's true. I get into driving mode by going into my maps and figuring out where I want to go and hit navigate. I mean, who? Or you put it into the dock and it does it. Maybe they made that app for the tactile thing so that when it touches the tile, it goes into driving mode and it can't do that. I just press driving mode and nothing happens. I don't know what, I don't even know what it does, but it's stupid. Maybe it disables the screen lock. Maybe you can't type. Huh? Oh, maybe, Joe, maybe it disables the screen lock, Joey. I don't know. Let me see. Well, that's interesting. See, because that's my main complaint with... Um, no, nope, screen lock is still on. I don't um, know what it does. You see, because that's my main complaint. When you're when you're rolling down the highway, first of all, you know, you shouldn't be messing with your phone. Okay, you should be driving. Yeah, I agree. Right? That's that's your that's your primary focus. But if you right. must, like it's an emergency. If you have to, or you're using it to play music or podcasts or something like that, and you need to pause, or you need to skip a track or change the volume or something like that, you need to have that phone so that it can be unlocked and not require a password because I can tell you something right now, with my seven-character password on this LG Revolution, you do not want to see me try to type that in while I'm driving. 
Okay. Right. It's awesome. It's just it's beyond dangerous. That's speaking um, of beyond. That's one thing I really liked about Beyond Pod is that setting that you can turn the screen <laughs> off and then you can hit power and it bam you're right to that play button so you can hit pause, hop out, and do what you gotta do and then get back in and go. I mean, yeah. if you're a delivery driver, like some of us are. No, so let me think what else here. Um, so that's one annoying thing. These sort of power widgets. I wish I could, and maybe there's a way to do it. I, I haven't actually explored, but I haven't seen anything. Um. Well, and next then, it'll uh, be interesting to hear your first impressions this week, and then next week hear you after a week of actually using it yeah, as your everyday device and and whatnot. No, and then um, like something like like you know you try to sync with Facebook, and you say just sync your contacts, and it syncs every Facebook contact. So like there's something wrong with the settings there. It doesn't uh, even though I click. You just went in sync, s- inside there and selected. Yeah, oh, okay, just and it, it still my, dumps my fa- it. Everything yeah, and it still dumps them all. Is it because you initially had it dump everything, so it's not going to remove the no, ones? No, see, they're all removed because if you say if oh, there's okay, other you settings, take it, it remove all my settings, and it takes them all off. So that's what I have right now. But I want, I still want my Facebook to connect with the contacts I have, so I can get their pictures and stuff like that. Right, right. But don't. But right now, the only options I have is everybody, which that's just totally impractical on a phone. What you know, that's like. I do that, but then people I people on your phone, and then it's just annoying as well. Get out. I do that, but it's it's easy because you're just when you text somebody, you're doing it by their name, and it p- automatically pulls it up. If you're calling someone, you're dialing it, pulls that up. The only thing I do do if I'm actually looking through the contacts is have it only show me ones with phone numbers. That way, it narrows it down a little bit. But I rarely find myself scrolling through my contacts. I'm always doing what I need to do in whatever app I'm doing it in, and Android makes it really easy, you know, to, uh, be able to do that. I mean, if I like, if I'm calling my parents or something like that, or you don't wife, just I mean, hit the first three digits of their number and it pops no, up. No, because I've because I've got like 40 people in the 701 area code, which is uh, North Dakota. Okay. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? And so it's like, it's it's I have to, so with my wife, I have to the first three, hold, hold four, five, six, seven, seven digits before I get to her. And that's what so, I also I mean, find. There's more than 40 people in the North Dakota area code. <laughs> but then you can also, in, in your phone, you can go, oh, I should probably show numbers, but you, you can go to the most, you know, you're recently called or whatever, and chances are your parents are going to be in there. I mean, it the doesn't recent. seem like a big issue, but or I, I see what Yeah, no, I know. There's favorites and stuff. I agree. I mean, there's ways to get around it. But, um, and, you know, you can, have, you can just put contacts on your homepage or whatever or stuff like that. Sure, sure. Not a big um, deal. So let's see what else do I have to say about. So okay, that's hold one on, my thing. Seth, hold on a sec. Eric, are you are you here now? I am here. Okay. Um, go ahead, Seth. And then Eric had some comments about the S three also. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. Oh, I know the other thing was is I downloaded a bunch of um, high quality games. I had done this for my before my old Incredible, or actually it was for my wife's Nexus. Uh, like, um, you know, Backstab or whatever. All those. Oh, what's the name of that game company? Like seven millimeter or six millimeter, and yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'll find it here. What's the name of that company? What a game loft. So I downloaded a bunch of those game loft games, um, and none of them work. They say they're what? all incompatible with my device. Why? I don't know. Like here, I'll show you. It's so stupid. I've got like five. I've got like six games, game loft games, on my Play Store. You do you think it's the Exynos processor doing? I have no idea, but it's just I'll get, annoying as I'll get out. Because what's like, different on, from that phone to this to my Nexus? It's only I the processor no... that's different, right? I mean, among could be the... the new OS version. No, when I was on ICS, I never had a problem with that, and even on this Jelly Bean uh, ROM I'm running, the most so, everything works fine. ROM so Mass Effect works. works. Okay, so here we'll hit Nova. Uh, well, let's hit 9mm, which is another one of theirs, right? 
your device is incompatible. That is so weird. Did you? I would be interested if you contact the developer and see what they say. Or actually, now developers can leave replies and comments. Maybe just drop them a comment. I don't know. I well, I haven't spent that much time looking at. And you know, I'm sure I could see. Here's the other problem: is I haven't rooted it yet, so I can't even use oh, what's the back titanium backup to pull it off my wife's, which also isn't rooted, and pull on it. I'm sure the phone can run it. The problem is, is how do I get it? And I just haven't spent any time to figure Side it out. Sideload it. I'm sure there are ways. Sideload it. Send it to yourself. Try it through AppBrain. I mean, there's there's a few different ways you may Yeah, but then able... have to rebuy it through AppBrain? Shouldn't have to. If you use Fast Web Installer as part of it, it should do it. But I don't okay. know, honestly. I've never come into that problem before. Yeah, it's really annoying. Uh, so, I mean, so there's like seven games I really want to play. The Mass Effect game works. Grand Theft Auto 3 works. Um... But all these game loft games are totally worthless to me at this point. Hmm. So that's kind of annoying. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I can't really be too upset because for being a very, I mean, being, you know, obviously I'm one of the first people to have this phone. It's not even released yet, at least, you know, to the, to the stores. Um, so for being a pre-release phone or whatever, it's working really well. Uh, 4G is really fast. The GPS is really fast. I've had no problem switching between Wi-Fi and 4G. Um, it's running great. I love it. The screen's bright and beautiful. I mean, it's not an IPS display, display but it's. I mean, it's good. <laughs> you know have I mean? you like, have you looked at it outside in the light? Did it look okay. Yeah, I mean, that's not as not so hot. See, here's well, here's the other deal is because there's no screen brightness control, right? You just have to do the automatic brightness. What you can't tell. Well, you there's can't not un- an easy one. You can't you uncheck have, I mean, the. Box and then slide it down. Well, you have to download an app, or you have to go way into your settings. I mean, Seriously? yeah, there's obviously a setting, you know, a display setting, but then it's like six button presses or something to get there. Wow, you're you're making me glad I have the one I have and not that I didn't upgrade, <laughs> use my upgrade and get that one. Well, I could just, I mean, it would be quick. I mean, I'll have to do this: download a, a screen brightness app. We'll, well yeah, one, but you know, that seems do, 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 do. that seems but core to Android. Like, why would you need an app to turn your brightness down? Like, that seems so silly to me. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I agree with you, right? There's no, I mean, unless again, you know, Matt, this is just my first week. Maybe there are. You know, secret workarounds that I don't know yet. <laughs> Little tips and tricks. You'll come yeah, back and exactly. let us know next week uh, for sure. And there's also, have you know, you heard from your hair yet? <laughs> so uh, let me say just a couple other things about. There's a lot of bloatware, which is annoying, but of it's course. nice that on the um, ice cream sandwich you can hide and disable a lot of it. So like it came with color installed, it disabled that. Then it came with all these Verizon apps and Samsung apps. And the Keys app actually is really interesting. It connects with your computer over Wi-Fi, so you can down, you can like instead of plugging it in, you just connect it through your through your Wi-Fi router. Uh, that seems to be working really well. Uh, I'm gonna have to play with that more to do tran- file transfers or yeah, right to download your okay. pictures off it or put stuff on it or whatever you want. So okay, like so there's... you would you would use that in there rather than say ES File Explorer through the Wi-Fi network connecting to a Samba share or something like that. That's set up. It just yeah, I don't does know what it. that means, but right, this is just... <laughs> I, I can go, I can open an app, a file explorer, I can go to LAN, I can go to my desktop hard drive through a share and copy uh-huh. whatever I need. That That's what, it's called Samba, it's a server thing. Okay, well, anyway. I haven't done that. Uh, so, but this makes it nice and easy, because you just navigate to a web, like a, your little local, like HTTP 198 or whatever, you know, your little local uh, IP address, and it just does it. So that's been nice. Um, you know, there's a lot of f- social sharing features that you can use with other Galaxy S3s. 
which are basically worthless to me right now, but as more of these get on the market, and there'll be a ton of them, it'll be more useful. Only S3s or other? I think a lot of them are just S3s. Have um, you messed with Samsung Voice or any of the yeah, those apps, everyone, well, before stupid. the phone? I wish I could. I wish, you know, did you double press to get into it? I wish I could make that double press to get into Google Voice search. Something uh, different. Not, you can't set that in the settings either. I haven't found a way. Okay. And again, man, like I said, I have only had it for a day. I haven't explored all these things. But it seems to me like there's no way to set that setting. I wish it would just be boop, boop, and bring me into Google search, not they're stupid. Like, here, let's see. What do you want me to say? I guarantee you'll get it wrong. Tell um, it to find us. I don't know. Let's say, okay, well, I mean, like, here, it'll get an appointment. The one thing it will do is it will get, like, if I say, you know, set a timer. So let's say. Um, do you have to start it off by saying Samsung? Samsung! No. No, I think I can say, hello, Galaxy. Hello, Galaxy. Okay, oh, so that didn't work. You had to double press Piss first. off. I'm busy. <laughs> so it says, you know, what would you like to do? Oh, it's going to... Let's cancel this. What would you like to do? Piss off. I'm busy. <laughs> okay. So let's say... Let's do this again, and I'll say, set an alarm for 10 minutes. So I guess it's, it set a timer. So it set a timer for ten minutes. What the one thing? I, uh, well, here, let's. Eric, you wanna? You had a couple comments about this. Yeah, I I uh, got to play with this pretty much all day yesterday. Um, I was setting I was setting up the international version for somebody. Um, I dear God, this my my experience with it from you, Seth, I think was completely different. Um, I, the one thing that did irritate me was all the bloatware, like you said. Um, but the the quick and easy solution to that was um, Nova Launcher, and actually Nova Launcher Pro. So I could all those bloatware apps, I just hit them from the uh, from the app list. Right. So once you do that, I mean, it's super snappy processor. The screen is absolutely beautiful. And now you have the, you uh, have I mean, the international holding, four quad quad core, right? Quad core, yeah. Now, Eric, can you play GameLoft games? Because if you can and Seth can't, I bet it's the processor because you're running a different processor <laughs> than that Exynos. Have you tried any GameLoft games? I, I didn't try, but I can try to get my hands on a hands on it and and you know give it a go. Yeah, you should try uh, and do that. I'd be interested to see if that's what it is. I would yeah, but I mean, this is a beautiful goal. phone. I wish, and it's the white version. I wish I had the Pebble Blue um, to look at. I haven't seen that in person yet, but. Uh, I mean, it was very nice. You're yeah. welcome, Matt. Don't good. hear me. Don't hear me. I, I mean, I love my. I love this phone, right? I mean, it's 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 really good. Uh, I just wish, you know, I could change a few more things. <laughs> well, and I mean, well, is yeah. the things root you want to change is that considered power user stuff that you would expect someone yes. to just unlock root and ROM and be done with it? Yeah, probably, or is that something I, normal people are going to complain about? Well, I think the game stuff normal people will complain about for sure. Well, yeah, uh, I think in, the until Facebook those are stuff updated, people will complain about. Uh, I think the the rest of it is probably power user stuff. I mean, in general, it's it's a really great phone, and Samsung is you know, should be pretty happy with themselves for what they put together. Now, here. Seth, is it made for humans? Yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> a little too much, perhaps. It is. I mean, like here's another thing, like. Again, stuff I'm not sure how to do yet, but like every time it starts up, it makes this annoying sound. 
and I want to figure, figure out how to shut that off. And I wouldn't have sound, and I couldn't figure out, like, disable annoying opening sound. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, come on, why is there an annoying opening sound? Or It's supposed you to be soothing. Change it. Make it, a, make it like an old-school World War II rotary engine. But <laughs> it's a, supposed to be bomber. soothing. Make it that that 28.8 dial-up modem sound as it boots. That'd be awesome. But I don't... Is this the... <sighs> yes, is Joey, this the, uh, know what the, the Verizon is. boot... Uh, the Verizon yeah. boot animation that you're talking right. about, or is it something different? It's the Verizon boot animation. Here, I'll start it <laughs> for you guys. We'll is that weird like that their boot animation comes with sound now? Because I've never seen heard boot the... animation or... sense or have sound. Here we go. We'll, we'll let you guys hear it in a minute here. It's going to take a minute. But... So I mean, when I was reading in the forums about you know the, the rooting process uh, for the Verizon version specifically, um, there, I believe I saw an instruction that said, "Do not replace the Verizon boot animation because it'll it'll screw up. Like you won't be able to boot, and you'll have to um, reload a stock image." So I'm I'm guessing a lot of people do not like this this boot animation. <laughs> I don't think okay, Seth's I'll, by himself on this. I'll try to see it again. Yeah, that's true. Ant Pruitt in the chat says the Droid X used to say "Droid" when it would boot. I used to so, I used to work with a guy who had the R two D two version of the uh, the Droid two, um, and he would forget to shut it off during meetings. So every like every once in a while, he'd get a text message, and you'd hear the uh, the little R two D two noise. Awesome. Eric, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, over the Incredible, this is, I mean, it's night and day. I mean, this isn't just a an iteration; it's an evolution, basically. Over the well, I think over any phone, but that the I've Incredible, played, and I've gotten to handle the, the, the Galaxy Note recently. I mean, this well, is a wonderful phone. I feel like it's an, do, you think it's an, do you think it's a giant step above the Nexus? I'm just thinking I've that... I've never messed with the Nexus. That Incredible is old, dude. My Droid X was better than the... I mean, come on. <laughs> like, well, the Droid X and the Incredible were similar. But, yeah, um, I'm just saying. That those are old phones. No, I know. And I agree with you. But I, And this phone, I mean, the only thing I compete with it is the 1X, the Nexus, but that's even older. I mean that's not older, but I mean that's you know yeah. a generation behind the One X. Um, oh, here, guys, I just read this. Um, Samsung is releasing a Verizon developer version of this. Yep that that was oh six, is it six hundred bucks? If, yeah, I know. Because of, I I made a couple Google Plus posts first about uh, how if you pre-ordered it before the twenty eighth, they were screwing people out of their unlimited grandfathered in plan. And a friend of mine on Facebook, he mentioned that if you actually, if this happened to you and they changed your plan, if you call Verizon and sh- and let them know that, hey, I ordered this before, they will, or he said the friends that he's had that have done it, they've gotten their plans changed back to unlimited. So your mileage may vary, but something to think about if you did pre-order it and they screwed you out of uh, your account. And then the other thing was them blaming the locked bootloader on Samsung, Samsung writing tweets. It was like a tweet war back and forth, them being like, no, it was them, no. Well, and so they finally come out with an unlocked yeah. version, but six hundred dollars, well, and Verizon you have to buy it through Samsung. You have to get through Samsung, and if you break it or do anything, it's Samsung support that will take care of it, not Verizon. And like I said, Verizon did admit that they were the ones that locked it down. It's always uh, the it, carriers, right? I mean, it has rate. to come unlocked to the carrier from the manufacturer, so the carrier can do stuff. Then the carrier locks it and gives it out to. I mean, it's so dumb. I really hope that, and I'm sure they will, but I, I mean, hacker community, go to town on this because, I mean, I love this phone and it'll be fun for six months, but in six months, I'm going to want to put, you know, jelly bean on it really badly. <laughs> Seth, what's, and, the, what's the incentive when every other carrier 
has made it unlocked. I mean, what's the incentive for developers unless they're stuck on Verizon? LTE. To develop I, I mean, the great network of LTE. They sell millions of them, so they'll, they'll do it. Yeah, and speaking of, we finally got LTE turned on here in Montana, northwest Montana, a few uh, mm. regions up here. The day after I rommed and rooted and put the Jelly Bean Team Vicious uh, version t 3 ROM on with the faux kernel, the next morning I got to town and it was 4G. I was like, no way. I started doing <laughs> speed. I was like, this is awesome. Everything. The phone acts faster in doing everything, posting things and, and retrieving. Th it just having a faster internet connection makes your phone seem so much faster than when you're mm -hmm. waiting for that little, little ticker to, to go. But I was doing speed tests, and they're still in testing mode, is what a friend of mine said. And I was getting about 10 megabit up and down, solid. So cool. I don't know what that'll max out on. But Speaking of which, they actually rolled out um, a, a couple of very limited tests on 4G in the Bangor main area. And also, the no, they've rolled it out in Portland. No, they haven't rolled it out in Portland yet um, on Verizon, uh, which is about two hours to the south of me. It's a population center in the state. And uh, they've uh, we've gotten scattered reports uh, of uh, 4G all of a sudden going active on people's phones for no reason. Uh, one of my coworkers caught it uh, up here, and it happened to be 15 down and 10 up uh, when he ran a speed test. So it looks like Verizon is serious about rolling out their 4G to more uh, remote areas, and that's a good thing. It, it actually makes you want to possibly be on the Verizon network. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, an improvement. I mean, the 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 signal quality just seems better um, for how many bars I have. And I know I read something. I posted in the subreddit, attackingtheandroids.com/slash/subreddit. I don't know if we'll we'll really talk about it on the show, but it, it's talking about how the Galaxy Nexus it shows you less bars than you really have, and people are thinking they have these problems. But it's psychological, and they're not actually doing fade tests or anything. They're just going by how many bars they have. And the way it's computing it, it's showing you less bars than what you actually have. So when you only have a couple, you actually have a pretty good signal. So I thought that was kind of interesting. If you want to read about it, it's a whole long signal theory. I mean, it's, it's in-depth. It's pages and pages. But I posted it in the Attack of the Android subreddit. So. Uh, and in closing on the S3, I don't know if you had any other comments, Eric or, or Seth, but uh, Joey posted this in the doc. Uh, you guys remember the complaints from the guy in Ireland that uh, said his new S3 spontaneously burst into flames. Uh, you want to tell us what really happened, Joey? Or was that Eric? That one wasn't me. Was that you, Eric? Yeah, it was me. Tell us what um, really happened, Eric. So, I mean, this is tale as old as time. Uh, cell phone versus microwave oven. And, a microwave. Um, Goodness. Yeah. It, it it says microwave oven, so I'm thinking it's like one of those. It's not like the you know the the regular microwave. It's it's a toaster uh, it's oven. The kind that can toast things. Toaster oven. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, toaster oven. Um, but uh, dear God, his he he finally came out. Samsung looked at it and said, "We think this has been uh, this has been microwave ovened." Because he actually and the tried guy to came out and said, "Oh." I got water on it. My bad. I gave it to a friend who must have tried to uh, dry it off by, you know, putting it where bread should go. Because so. wasn't it at first they were making it out like um, we saw rumors of, of the, what was it, the iPhone 4 or the 3GS 
getting really hot and then bursting into flames. And that was, they found out because somebody left it in direct sunlight for like three hours, you know. So he actually tried to say that this just spontaneously happened and then was like, when he got called on it, he was like, oh, and by the way, I dropped it in water and tried to microwave it off. I think I think he did what any of us would do, which is try to get a new phone tried after to, dropping it in the toilet or yep. whatever the hell he Tried to play the dumb card. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember how that happened. Uh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. And by the way, take it from me, the guy that had four-foot flames in his kitchen, toaster, ovens, and you need to read the instruction manual. That's all I'm saying. When you don't, you get four-foot flames in your kitchen. It's bad. Oh, and then uh, to, to wrap up the S3, didn't uh, you were trying to figure out the release date. I guess Verizon's been delaying it a couple times, so it's going to come out, what, next week now or in two weeks? That's that's funny. They keep July 12th, which is in a couple days. So, right on. All right, uh, any, any other thoughts on it? I, I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about it, Seth, next week when you've actually played with it a bunch more. Yeah, it's a great device. I would recommend. I mean, if you're on a Verizon, if you're gonna buy a Verizon phone anytime in your future, this is the phone to get. Um, I would say go Galaxy Nexus. It depends what you want, though. You, yeah. I I mean, I disagree. I think that this is. I think this is. I mean, I've got my wife's. I think it's clearly better than the G. And you've played with both. I've only played with the Nexus. I I have no idea what that S3 is like. Yeah, no, I think it's clearly better than Nexus. Except I haven't seen the Nexus running Jelly Bean. Uh, and you have so well. If a jelly bean may be that much better, I don't know. Google now seems pretty sweet. I'm not even running a source compiled ROM yet. I know the source. We have a story uh, that the source was released what yesterday or the day before. Uh, I rommed mine uh, like I mentioned using the the Team Vicious uh, version three is the most stable so far. They're up to version five. Five just dropped today. Um, it's still not compiled from source, and I, from all the reading I did, it seemed like it, different Galaxy Nexi on Verizon. I'm same carrier, just different phone to phone. Some people are having better luck with version four, some with version three, some with the stock kernel, some with the Lenaro kernel, some with the faux kernel. So what they say is, if the one that you're using is actually working well on your phone and it's stable. And I haven't had one one problem, no reboots, no nothing. It's actually more stable than stock ICS was, which is weird. But um, they said just stick with that, really, until the source uh, version comes out, which I believe will be version 6, and we have no idea when that will come out. But um, the faux kernel clocked at 1.8 gigahertz. I mean, it's it's solid, it's smooth, it's fast, the battery life is decent. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know. The Google Now is awesome, and now that there's LTE here, it's a lot more snappier, giving you answers. You can tell it, remind me to go to a barbecue at four o'clock, and it'll set an alarm with the text barbecue, and then it'll do. It, it's really neat. I mean, it's mm. it's gimmicky still, I think, but it, it's it's cool. I like it. What's the weather? And it tells you, or it automatically knows if if it's Monday, you're going to work, and this is how long it's going to take you. And if there's traffic, this is how long it'll take you. So I mean, this is another reason why I was hit Samsung so hard and saying quit doing that software development stuff because now you have to like now that like on this phone now currently, right? If I double press, I get this stupid S voice stuff that's not nearly as good as like a Google Now would be. Right? I'd right. much rather have Google Now than I would have S voice because S voice is pretty terrible. Um, but Google Now seems really cool. And so, I mean, Samsung, just why don't you just pull off some of the... 
I mean, I actually don't think the skin is that bad, right? I think the skin has got some good things about it. Now, Seth, as a normal user, if you see that and you see one without, is the skin differentiating? Because that was the reason, right? We want to differentiate. No, it's not. Is it hindering? Yeah, I don't think it helps that much. I I just wish that... You know, Samsung would spend more time on trying to figure out how to get Jelly Bean to us faster, rather than developing S Voice, which I think is pointless. Well, you know, they're developing they things with Google on S Voice, anyways. Exactly, they're developing things that are already out there that they should just be incorporating into their. Like, why are you trying to do what they're doing? They've clearly already done it, and they've clearly done it better than you. So, well, I mean, I at the understand. time when they released it, S Voice wasn't out. I mean, Google was whatever that. Google Now wasn't really there. No, but Google Voice Rec still did half of the stuff, if not everything that S Voice does. does. It better and faster too. Exactly. Honestly. So I, I, yeah, I don't understand that that reasoning either. No, I know. Now my, I mean, I wish I could make that double press be Google Voice. I mean, Google Voice Search. Yeah, uh, it's definitely. I, I have to say, using Jelly Bean, usually on ICS or anything else, the only voice stuff I would use is to type out what I'm saying in a text message, anything like that. Cause I'm you never say driving. like call. No, I what? never did that. I always just hit the button and pulled it up and boom, it was there. Oh yeah. See, I say with... that call stuff all the time. Like if I'm in the car or whatever, and now it's annoying with this S voice. Cause I'm like, call it. And they're like, who would you like to call blah, blah, blah. And I'm would like, you no, like to call not... Samsung tech support? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes! yeah, not... And with Google voices, Google voice search has just got it right almost every time. So, a little bit annoying. Yeah, and I mean, with with the Google now, I am finding myself using it more because it's mm-hmm. it almost seems more linguistically natural, if you will. I don't have to yeah. say it in a particular way. I can just kind of talk like I usually talk, and it picks mm-hmm. out keywords and it figures out what it is I'm trying to do. If it's time based or if it, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting how it's doing that. I mean, honestly, but it's. It's. I think the more naturally speaking that you can make it, the, then the the more people will use yeah, it. Because like you don't have to remember like how do I talk to my phone. You know, you can just talk, and it's it's good. Yeah. But um. So here I have I had a few interesting things I noticed that wasn't announced uh, on the Jelly Bean thing, and maybe nobody knows about it. I mean, I'm sure they're online, but from me playing with it, I've found that um. If you want to access Google now, you can easily from any screen, uh, if you see this, you can hold that and swipe up and it'll go into Google now. Or if you're on any of your home screens, you can hold this button and swipe up and it'll do it. There we go. So, and you can be on any home screen. So that's kind of cool. I noticed that you can take screenshots with this now which all you have to do is hold down power and volume down and it will take a screenshot for you. And I didn't know that. Apparently some people have said that it's been in there since ICS. I never noticed it, but that's a lot better than trying to take pictures with my tablet (laughs) for screenshots. Um, Let's see. I noticed, oh, this is really cool. The um, complete action using window. So if you're in a seismic or something and you want to open a link and you have three web browsers, you know how it used to look with the list. Now it it gives you a nice, uh, I'll show you this. It gives you a nice neat list and it gives you complete action using. So there's what that looks like. And you can say just once or you can say always. And if you hold down on an app, it'll take you into the app info for that app, which I think is kind of handy. And then if you notice in the app info right here, there's a notification checkbox. So on an app per app basis, you can decide if you want that app to show notifications or not. 
I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then, oh, the camera. The camera takes amazing pictures. I've been posting some here and there on my Google+. Plus. Um, but the one thing I thought was really cool is now that when the camera, if you have a, a picture taken, all you have to do is swipe, and it'll take you to your previous picture. Swipe left to right, and then it'll take you back to your camera. And you can go back. I thought that was kind of neat. So, um, Just some things I noticed uh, playing around with it. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do a write-up, or, or we'll talk about more next week as I play with it more. Uh, of course, everyone... the big question that everyone wants to know is, when can I get jelly bean on my Nook color? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never, ever. And, um, oh, yeah, the notification bar, Might as well I just mean, mic- it looks a little different. And if there's pictures or posts, it'll give you all that information in the notification. I can read most of an email in there. Uh, they're really making things compact and easier to, to, uh, navigate. I think it it works really well for me. So loving it, loving it. Um, so let's, you want to talk about Apple's seven inch iPad mini who posted this in the doc? Joey, that would be me. What do you think? If nothing else, does this legitimize the less than 10 inch tablet size envy? Hmm. I think not. Well, I think it's very interesting that in typical Apple fashion, they came out, if I remember correctly, at one point they actually said no one will ever want a tablet less than 10 inches. Um, And no one will ever need more than 64K of memory. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know. Yeah, well, actually, that was Bill Gates, I think. Well, right, Uh, but, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, um, and in typical fashion, of course, once Apple's done it, it's perfect, and it's evolutionary. And everybody needs it. Everybody needs it all of a sudden. And everybody needs it all of a sudden. We've realized that there's a market segment for size that we aren't addressing. We'd like to introduce to you the iPad Mini. When did they realize that? Was that right around the time the Kindle Fire sold millions of uh, units or about the time the Nexus 7 sold? You know, like, when did they really figure that out? Now, for me, what's interesting here is that we've been, or I've been championing the cheaper, smaller tablet as being a more viable alternative than a larger, more expensive one, particularly when you compare it with an iPad at the same or similar price point. And, I mean, in some people's minds, the biggest argument against, like, a Transformer Prime is that it's not an iPad and you're paying the same amount of money, which, when you look at it from that perspective, it is kind of hard to argue with that because if you are paying the same amount of money and you are getting the second, well, at least what, some people consider to be the second best. Uh, there's a, there's a valid point there. Is it weird uh, that I purposefully went out and bought the Prime and not the iPad because I wanted the Prime? I specifically this specific tablet was what I wanted. And no, I don't think that's unusual for those of us that are in the enthusiast community. I think it is slightly unusual for those that are not in the enthusiast community. Now right. that having been said, I know a couple of people that have um, one of them's got a Zoom tablet and the other one has got a Galaxy Tab 10.1 and uh, I can't remember who's got the Galaxy Tab, but anyway, um, and they're happy as heck with them. Uh, they, they use them incessantly all the time and I I have yet to hear a complaint. So, who knows? Um, I think a lot of that is media perception because Apple's the more expensive, shiny one. It's supposed to be better, so we have to write our articles showing you that it's better, and that creates the reality for the readers, and now it is better. And it, you know, that whole thing, the media creates your reality and, and whatnot. Yeah. 
Now, what I find interesting is that they're keeping it the same form factor as the iPad uh, in terms of, uh, not form factor, excuse me, screen resolution. So all the apps are directly compatible. Sure. Um, that is, a unfortunately, a classic Android problem when you get, you know, 15 different devices. They all have a slightly different screen res. Um, so in that respect, it was gonna. It would be very easy to move from the ten inch to the seven inch or vice versa. I'm not. A, I'm not a developer, but doesn't it seem like you just design for the biggest resolution and let your code scale your graphics down accordingly? Like I, I don't know if that's. It's I don't different know. proportions, though. And it can't do. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Even if it's if it'll skew it and it'll look weird, right? Right. Okay. You know, so you end up developing. I mean, th- that's and, why I mean, you uh, standard TV looks weird on widescreen because you have these blocks around it. You have HTML, though, that compresses thumbnails on the fly. I'm surprised that they haven't, with how much processing power is in these devices, I'm surprised they haven't figured out a way to make it do that and just even generate a new image on the fly, depending on what size device. Because once it's on the device, it only has to do it once, and then you have the images. It's not like you're putting it on a smaller screen device after that and then a different you know, ratio screen device after that. Like It seems easy. Yeah, but what I, I about know. for things like video? You know, in, right. in, you know, in-game video, that's that's hard to, you know, resample and recompress and change the resolution around. Yeah, I was thinking more for just normal apps that you could, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So anyway, um, what's interesting, of course, is that it isn't a 7-inch, it isn't an 8-inch, it's a 7.85. Um, apparently round numbers are just too hard for Apple. Uh, and um, I... I think it's an interesting device. I think it's going to be an interesting device, if not for the device itself, but for what it's going to do to the market. I think it's going to, uh, at minimum, at least make people feel like the 7 to 8-inch device is actually a legitimate size. Which you think uh, will help the market overall. I do think anyone, it will help the market overall. For anyone making that size tablet. Correct, and I also think that we're going to see something, and my buddy Kyle is going to love this one. I think we're going to see something more in the in the Galaxy Note size, uh, which is going to become the new small. Uh, it's going to be the the four and a half to uh, five five and a quarter inch size, and we'll maybe see some uh, smaller tablets that are going to come in to fill that niche. Uh, I still think we need to get to the point where you can buy a 10-inch tablet for 200 bucks, and you can buy a 5-inch tablet for 50 bucks. That would be uh, key because size-wise, like, I have the Galaxy Nexus, I have the Prime, and, right. like, I don't feel like I really need an in-between size. If if I yeah. want big, I have this. If I don't, like, this isn't that small. You know, the Galaxy Nexus is a decent-sized phone, so I don't feel like, oh, man, when I'm on my phone, I wish I had more screen space, and... The tablet is so light. Like, I'd never notice it in my backpack. I mean, it's it's nothing. Like, we're... It's not like... I mean, this 21... I put this in the dock. We have a 21.9-inch Android tablet that weighs, like, 11 pounds. It reminds me of my very first Alienware laptop. And I used to mountain bike with that thing around, dude. It was, like, 13 pounds of, of just computer. I, I don't know. That That stuff seems less of a portability thing and more of a, this is in my living room, this is in my den type of thing. But still pretty cool. Yeah, and and I think we're also going to see that too. We're going to see uh, more uh, ports and more different form factors and whatnot within the Android ecosystem. And I think that's a good thing. Um, I want a thirty-eight I, inch tablet, and I want to turn it into a coffee table so that you can play get, like Minority Report kind of stuff. I think that would be so cool. Just a big glass coffee table, but the glass is a screen. Hmm. 
Gorilla Glass. Then what do you do when you spill uh, like uh, a gallon of coffee on it? I don't drink mm-hmm. coffee, but I would not spill it on. It. Well, well, no. The, then do you do you try to dry it off in your super big microwave, and then I would know, dip like... it in my super large uh, aquarium full of that waterproofing stuff. Huh? Uh, huh? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Eric, you back yet? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there you are. Um, you want one of these twenty-one inch tablets too, huh? Or no, you want absolutely. You want the the ooh yeah. You, let's talk about the ooh yeah, man. They had a Kickstarter goal. This is the the Android gaming console, which I kind of thought I have Mame and I have uh, the Nintendo emulator. You kind of have a gaming console here, but this is kind of made for that, which is cool. Uh, they reached their goal nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars in just eight hours, which is awesome, totally awesome. And it's called the Ooh Yeah. Uh, I went to bed last night thinking, oh, I'm going to buy one of these tomorrow. I just got to see if I have some money. And uh, I don't know. I haven't checked the Kickstarter now that you said that they reached their goal, but I hope that they're still selling them. 99 bucks. Because I think they only have like 1000 Their goal now, $1.8 million. There's 14,551 backers, and they have 29 days to go. Almost two million dollars. That is amazing. Wow. Wow. I that, I'm sorry. That that just blew my mind a little bit. But and if you look on here, and we'll put links to all this stuff we're talking about uh, in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. But man, this thing is cool. You can pledge still. Oh no! Wait, there are sold out. Ninety five. Yep, they're all sold out. So never mind. <laughs> Pretty cool though. They still got the $99 level, though. Uh, no, I... Oh, wait, do they? Yep. I thought it said zero out of 500. Uh, nope. Oh, no, they, yeah, there is. There's... There's a, there's a $95. Right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's about, what, 10,000 more? Yeah, yeah there's about 10,000 uh, no, left. No, 20,000. Total. And they've already sold 8,000, so about 12,000 left. Yeah, and it says, and at ninety nine dollars, uh, you'll get a console and a controller. We guarantee we'll have one available for you before it gets to storage, plus all of the rewards above, which is like getting your name or your founder next to your name and stuff like that. Um, let's see. And I mean, so what is this doing now? I can hook up a controller to my tablet. I can hook up my tablet to a big screen TV via HDMI, and I can use an emulator to play games. Are they talking? I mean, this is like a, a, a this is made for. It. We have a controller that's made for this system, and we have the system that's made to play games. But other, I mean, and it's a hundred bucks, which is, I mean, that's cheaper than this thing, you know. So it just, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like the niche. Is it more of just a hack fun thing, or is it? What, what do you think, Seth? I haven't had time. I haven't had time to uh, watch the videos or anything yet. Do you want one just from first look? Does it appeal to you at all, or is it kind of like the queue where you're just like, eh. you know, I'm not the right target audience for this sort of thing. Are you not um, into gaming other than your game loft games that you can't play? No, 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 no. no. I'm a PC gamer, right? And oh, so okay. if I'm if I'm anywhere in front of a television, or if I'm, gonna, I want to be playing my PC games. Right, right. I see. I don't. I don't want to play Android games. I play Android games on my phone, 
I don't do play you, Android games on my PC. Do or you think because that's desktop. how it's been? Because there never has been a console, so we don't. When we think of Android gaming, we think of our mobile stuff. We're not really thinking console. Uh, maybe yeah. I mean, I think there's a possibility that maybe in a couple of years this was stuff would interest me. Okay. But right now, it's. I mean, uh, PC games are are generations more advanced than you know Android games, in my opinion. Um, well, and they're they're saying, and this is from their Kickstarter, they say, we get it. Smartphones and tablets are getting all the new titles. They're what's hot. The console market is pushing developers away. We've seen a, dr- a brain drain. Some of the best, most creative game makers are focused on mobile and social games because those platforms are more developer-friendly. And I, I don't know that may, that the console market is... I mean, there's still more bigger name hit games and maybe because android is still kind of new in the gaming sphere but there's more of that stuff coming out for consoles and pc than than android i mean the hit android games was what gta 3 we had final fantasy i mean we're getting stuff but yeah, i don't think that's right at all i feel I, like I, anything you could play on this you could all you could play a version of that's better on your pc or console yeah for now talking about the for now between the console that can run on electric power and has a much, much larger energy consumption ability, faster processors, dedicated gaming uh, graphics cards, dedicated interfaces, um, you know, versus something that's designed to run on a phone that has to be in somebody's pro- in somebody's uh, pocket well, and they don't want to get, like, 30 seconds of battery. Load. I mean, Joey, I think you right. make a good point. There's a couple things. Is One, for 99 bucks, you being able to play all of your games that you bought on your Android phone on your home, you know, TV screen or whatever, I guess that could be interesting to some people. Um, and I think that would be appealing to a lot of people, but it's just not appealing to me. I, if I'm going to be sitting down, I'm going to be playing PC games just because they, they interest me a lot more than you know, these other games do. But I think for a lot of people, a $99 entry point to this is a, will be a, a great seller. Well, personally, that's the only reason why I'm interested in it at all. The price uh, point? Yeah, I'm not a huge console gamer the newest console in my house is a nintendo gamecube <laughs> i um, love the gamecube I, oh i love the gamecube right? Are you kidding me i love the thing classic it's, it's ridiculous for sure um for the size of it the power that you get out of it i mean it's, it's great but i picked that up used uh for yeah. 75 bucks yep. with two controllers the car kit uh and half a dozen games off a guy that had upgraded um so I mean, it's it's all about the price. Let me, I have no desire to stand in line to go get the new console. It almost seems like, I mean, the Nexus Q, we, we've, we've seen people hack it so you can run apps, you can uh, run the market and all that stuff, and you can play your, your apps and, and everything. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll put a link to that. But what if this capability is incorporated into the Q? Would that make it more worth $300 with what it can currently do? Or what if this at ninety nine dollars can do what the Q can do? Would that make? Do you see what I'm saying? Like the functionality. Yeah. I mean, at the base, they're both the same thing, right? One's a Galaxy Nexus, and one is I don't know what this is, but if you could, if you could hand me a ninety nine dollar device that plugged into my TV, I don't really care what operating system it's running. If it can pull down my Hulu Plus, my Netflix, my Amazon Instant Video. Uh, and it can do all of these things on a full-size screen, and it's 99 bucks. That's what I'm trying to do with the Raspberry Pi, which still hasn't shipped yet. Uh, only I'm going to be doing my own technical support, my own 
you know, uh, rigging to make that work properly. If you can hand me a $99 device that's already ready to go and I just plug it in, oh, yeah, that's right. way more attractive. And, and another and thing there... games on it is a bonus. And another thing they're saying is that, you know, every one of these... Ooh yeah, consoles is a dev kit. No, you don't have to purchase a license or an expensive SDK. It's built on Android, so you, developers they already know how it works. So that and, that, and that's kind of cool. Like you, you can get one of these and then start making your own games, which, which is neat. And I think honestly, once you see what uh, I, I think the reason why we haven't seen more of these quote unquote killer games like Seth was talking about uh, on Android is simply because of the power requirements. Right. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with lack of development talent. I don't think it has anything to do with lack of desire. I just think it's a simple fact that you can't build a game to render 3D graphics like you can uh, on a on a console because you just don't have the, the resources available. Which, talking about that, going back to that 21-inch tablet I mentioned, no battery, 11 pounds, plug-in only. Which, I mean, if it's if it's an appliance, an appliance to me says that this is stationary for the most part and that it has to be tethered to power, that it's not anything I can move around with, you know, because of, of that. So, well, Two uh, applications for that, then. In the a tablet. Quote, unquote, mythical kitchen computer. Yeah, that seems education. weird for a tablet, right? Because you want to move it around with you and everything. Yeah. So to have this big cord coming out of it, I don't know. But the the more that we get these, you know, stationary appliances, the more they can just pump the crap out of the processor and the memory and everything and not worry about draining batteries because they're plugged in, which is I think where where the next will really start seeing, you know, a big push in this gaming stuff and, and the processors. Eric, you, you back with us? I'm back. All right. Continue with the with with what you were saying. I forget. <laughs> I forgot too. Okay. Uh, so you I, s- I think that at the end of the day, I, I want to get one of these. I think it could be compelling for developers because it does give them a single device that is made for gaming that they can develop to. Maybe that'll uh, maybe that'll help the Android ecosystem. Maybe it'll, you know, I don't. It could be it could be bad. Maybe people will only start making games for this sort of thing, and then you lose out on the good games on your regular phones that's, and tablets. That's an interesting point. I never thought of it that way. Like, if we lose all of our little, you know, games that we like playing on our mobile devices because they're all hooked on making, you can only make a $3 game on mobile or you can make a $20 game on this stationary console. That, that's interesting. But I I don't know. I think it's I think it's a really cool concept. I have serious doubts as to whether uh, it... Even with all these people buying into the Kickstarter, I have serious doubts as to whether it will end up being a viable product and something that they can continue to make and sell and will be successful. Well, let me put it this but, way. Viable or not, nothing has even been made, and they've raised almost two mil. So, I mean, that's... it's yeah. com- No, it's definitely compelling. Um, For sure. And I'm really excited to see this come out. And it almost and seems yeah. like it's easier to raise that amount of money without having the device because it, you don't have to worry about if it's going to work or not. You can just say what it's going to do and show cool pictures and be like, here's what it might, you know... But you don't have to worry about the in, in, inner workings of it so much. They must have already done an extensive amount of pre-work on this, um, and they must think that it's at least feasible. Yeah, uh, no, they're all about it. They're they're hardcore console gamers from what this uh, uh, Kickstarter page says. Sorry. See, and to your, to your point about, like, the Nexus Q, I... I, once mine gets here, maybe it'll be, maybe I'll feel differently, but I feel you like that is... You ordered Nexus Q? 
feeling something differently. He got a Nexus Seven. He's got a Nexus Seven and a Q coming, don't you? <laughs> what? Why yeah, did you order a as Nexus a reward, Q? As a reward for uh, for being married five years, my wife let me buy a whole bunch of tech the f- goodies. The fifth year is the tech anniversary. Didn't you no, know? No, the Nexus Seven <laughs> makes great sense. That's a really good for sure piece of hardware. The Q looks the awesome Q? because it's that thing from the Matrix. I would just put wires that don't even go anywhere and like hang it from a ceiling, like a mobile. It looks like a freaking uh, what? What were those things called? The, you know what I'm talking uh, about, right? I want to ma- oh. hear. Anyway, I want to hear what he thinks about it. No, I'm, I so I wanted like a I wanted a Sonos like system, you know, for a while, and I saw this and I thought to myself, you know what, I'll give it a try. the The biggest drawback for me is that out of the box, it only will deal with Google Play content. Right. If I can throw some other apps on there that would let me basically do what my Roku box does in addition to the streaming music throughout the house type thing, then yeah. I'm sold. Um, like if you could hack, hack it, Pandora or something, I know what you mean. Yeah, well, Pandora, and that's what um, the people streaming d- the music and stuff off my computer would be awesome. It's just that this price point is really, really hard to justify for me. The only yeah, reason I got hard. it was because I was, you know, it was like a It gift. was a gift. It was a present, a celebration of sorts. It's like a birthday present that you don't, you wouldn't spend money on it yourself, but if someone got it for me, you know, like that would be okay. But um, yeah, these guys, uh, they figured out how to get it to run and install apps. Uh, you have to, it, it's kind of a process, USB debugging, connect it to the computer, uh, Android SDK, then you got to install an app on the queue, then you have to open the debug bridge shell and launch the app and enter commands. It's a whole process, but once you do that, and I'll tell you about process. It took me a few times to get JB going on here. I had a couple boot loops, a couple this and that, no problem. But once you do it, it's well worth it, I think. So, See, the, the thing with the queue that I've read is the, prob- the main problem is that there's no launcher for it. So you're, you're doing a lot of stuff through command line, right. issuing commands to it. So once they get that figured out, because it sounds like somebody's already working on a launcher for it, this thing could be amazing. It could well, be a little, you know, a little orb computer. It's basically a Galaxy Nexus. I mean, why can't you use Apex or Go Launcher or what any? I mean, there's a hundred launchers out there. I, I'm surprised one of those doesn't work with it. Once it's you... not part of the Android open source project, I don't think. I mean, it's using Android, but it's not. It's not going to be in AOSP for the foreseeable future. Right. It's still sort of a little. A little bit of a mystery as to how it all works, even though it has the guts of a Galaxy Nexus. Right, right. It, different. Oh, and Ant Pruitt I mean, says like a cool Sentinel. It looks like a Pretty Sentinel. Cool. It looks like a Sentinel. <laughs> From the mate. That's what they were called. Thank you, Ant. I don't know, man. I if if this thing works, even if it's a flop, I look forward to buying them for fifty dollars a piece on eBay, and then I'd be able to outfit my entire house. That'd be cool. All right, uh, Joey, any closing thoughts on the, the Q or the ooh yeah? Or raising $2 million in eight hours? <laughs> yeah. The $2 million in eight hours thing has is, is got me, I'm like astounded. I'm actually sitting here looking at Kickstarter, just wondering, is there anything else I need to know about? On well, here? excuse me, 950000 in eight hours right now, as of uh, just right now, it's at just under two mil. Which is interesting because the oatmeal, he raised quite a bit of money. 
And that was for like charities and stuff. And this totally beat the pants off of that. And it's for gay. <laughs> I just find that amusing also. But well, you know what it is, is it's priorities. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Charities, gaming. As gaming. much as I would love to say F you to that dumb lawyer. I mean, look at this thing. It's the ooh yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yep. uh, all right. Well, cool, cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's go back real quick. I just want to wrap up the 21-inch the tablet I keep me- referring to. It's running ICS. It weighs 11 pounds. It's not very well-powered. It's got a TIO map 4428, 8 gigs of storage, uh, two USB ports, and it's going to go on sale in Japan this month for about 450 bucks. so right under there. I want one, but not this one. <laughs> I want a different one. But cool idea. I want a big, giant tablet. Would you get this over that Asus uh, IO thing? No, no. Inch? I definitely like the IO for sure. And wasn't yeah. the IO bigger or same size? Uh, it was forget. somewhere between 20 and 24 inches, I think. Yeah. Full HD, this thing. And, and like I mentioned before, no battery. Got to plug it in, <laughs> of course. I mean, how else? I can't see how you'd run a screen like that in HD with a battery. I mean, unless it's a car battery or, or something. So, Pretty cool nonetheless. $99. Ooh, yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, malware scares. We kind of mentioned that last week. Uh, Android botnet. Eric? Nope. Yeah, wasn't so. Didn't it turn out to just be? It was not just. True? It was just a flaw in Yahoo Mail. Yahoo! Thank you. Lovely. So, uh, no worries there. Of course, uh, Microsoft signs a couple patent licensing deals covering Android and Chrome. They got uh, Kobe Electronics and Allura Tech. Uh, my thought on this, real quick, was: uh, Do they even care if they succeed with their own products because they're raking in bank from the ones that are succeeding anyway? Like it, it, it almost doesn't matter, right? I don't know. I guess they could. They I'm, could do what uh, maybe maybe this is an incorrect statement, but it seems like uh, you know they could go the the route of IBM and just sort of sit there and make a lot of their money off of uh, patents. Low you know, overhead. IBM, right? you know, IBM used to be so big when they were shipping mainframes all across the world, and now you know they they sort of uh, they got replaced by Microsoft, which is now getting replaced by Apple. I don't know it. I guess at the end of the day, if if they're if they're making money for their shareholders, maybe they don't care. But um, it's probably only a matter of time, especially if there's any sort of patent reform where they, you know, aren't going to be viable. Anymore. It seems like a pretty solid just in case, you know. But that's what it seems like to me. Joey, what do you think? Yeah, if, yeah, I could see that. I mean, this is one of those classic things you do. You, you you buy stock in AMD. You also buy stock in Intel. So that way, if AMD goes down, Intel goes up. You win. As long uh, as buying, I mean, it, it almost reminds me of Google. You know, as long as you're using the internet, they're happy. Their their exactly. ads are everywhere, regardless of what you're actually doing. Yep. So, Seth, any thoughts on that? Don't care. No. 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 Nothing. No. No interesting comments. Fantastic. Uh, I just imagine a big savings account that they're just putting all their money in. It reminds me of the original Hackers movie. We're taking like a fifth of a penny out of each transaction and we're tossing it into our account and there's billions of dollars in there now and I'm about to capsize these oil tankers. Hold on. They copied your garbage file? Oh my god. 
God, I have to go back and watch that now. It's the Da Vinci. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. The Da Vinci. Oh, so classic. Did Roller... you see that screen? It's a million psychedelic colors, man. <laughs> like rollerblading to the sneaker pimps? Hell yeah. All right. Um, Do we mention if you want Google Now now? Uh, you can do that if you have an ICS device. The guys over at XDA Developer Forum figured out uh, a hack around that. Except what, Eric? Make sure that you're running a ROM that's the Android open source project. A-O-S-P. Like not a Sense ROM, not one of these other stupid things that you got from your manufacturer. And because it looks why? Like some people are screwing their devices up. Uh, yes, because it will screw your device up if you don't. So... All right, we're a. That bit... should be the disclaimer when you ever you go to XDA or Roots Wiki. It just says, Warning, "Are you willing to screw your device up?" Yes, and then you get yep. in. Or your mileage may vary, which is I've I've seen that. I mean, just from one Galaxy Nexus to the next, it's it's weird if they're the internals are all the same, but you could have one that works good on version three and one that doesn't. That's weird. Um, and I'm just real waiting quick... for the day that one of us writes an article on how to root your device, and then we get sued. By some idiot. No, I always preface this by saying, I'm not you, and what you're doing, you're responsible for. It worked for me, may not for you. Um, Before we get into our app picks, uh, security researchers found more malware hosted in Google's official Android market, a.k.a. the Google Play Store, uh, which they're saying, uh, once again, demonstrates the limitations of a recently deployed scanning service designed to flag malicious apps before they get on your device. Uh, one is called Android.DropDialer, a Trojan that racks up costly charges from forced calls made to premium phone numbers. Uh, that was found in two separate titles that weren't caught for weeks. Uh, according to a semantic researcher, uh, Super Mario Bros. and GTA 3 Moscow City, which, if you know, is not the name of GTA oh, 3. Oh, that's legit. Yeah, right? Wow. Moscow. Oh, it's for Russia. <laughs> We're going to get drunk and you, drive. It's you play game now. Google Play. I work on more payloads. <laughs> it's a terrible Russian accent. Uh, and then one uh, also in some Super Mario Brothers thing, which, I mean, if you're downloading that stuff anyway, you I don't know. Just be watch what you're downloading, you know? That's all. And it's not just Google. It happens to Apple, too. So, all right. Let's do some app picks that hopefully won't uh, get your device full of malware. Uh, I know, Seth, you had to get going. You want to do your app pick first so you can get out of here? Or is it too late now? Uh, yeah, anyway? no, that'd be great. Um how about uh, I, I was thinking you know i don't know if i've done this before or not but gas buddy have i done gas buddy yet i uh, search on the site if you okay well i'm just gonna use it no matter what so <laughs> um yes you gas have buddy, episode I'm 10 a... ah dang it all right well maybe i can come with another one give me a second so someone else go okay uh joey at pick go <sighs> okay and i just died while playing it uh this <laughs> is uh, I was trying to get ready for the review, too. All right, this is a uh, game called Speed Moto. I'm going to play it again here and try to play it in reverse on the camera screen. You are... Oh, I just crashed. Okay, you're... <laughs> Uh, you're on a motorcycle and you are weaving through traffic and the idea is that you get all the way to the end of the level and then go to the next level and uh, why is Seth giving me the finger? And do it uh, again. No, that's that's this finger. 
Oh, wrong finger. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is really interesting, Joey. <laughs> Very interesting finger. Hold on. Uh, I'm itchy on this side, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's a motorcycle racing game. You uh, go back and forth by holding the phone and wiggling the phone back and forth to steer. Oh, whoa. That um, looks like drag race mode in Need for Speed Underground. That's kind of cool. Uh, sort of, except it's a motorcycle. Well, And yeah. then down here at the bottom is a little accelerator. You hit and you go fast, and you slam into the back of a car and you die. Nice. Um, that's the short version. Or you run into a fence and you die. And basically, the further you keep going, the higher the score. And it's actually quite difficult. I have yet to actually make it out of the first level. Wow. I'm going to have to download that just to spank you at that game. Yeah, I probably will. The, the thing is is that I'm too conservative riding a real motorcycle. I, I don't take risks. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God, cars. Nah. 10 miles an hour. You probably stop at stoplights in GTA 3 Moscow City. Yeah, yeah. Moscow? You mean Malware City? Malware uh, City. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I did buy GTA 3. I just can't play it on anything because nothing I've got has got the horsepower. Take me down to the Malware City where the apps are slow and the connection. I want you. All right. Anyway. Please uh, take me home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seth, uh, hey man, I'm Rose's night here. Good at pick, Joey. Thank you, Seth. Go. Okay, so I'm gonna use the one called Hitmonk. Um, I use it sometimes to search for flights. It's it's okay. It's not like the. I mean, I would say use it in conjunction with kayak or something. Hip, but it seems like monk? it does a good job. Yeah, Hip? Hipmonk. Okay. Um, H I P M U N K, and uh, I mean, I, I don't buy flights that often, but I'll usually check Hipmonk to see if they can find some better deals. They've got some interesting search capabilities that other sites don't have, like ways to search with time and stuff like that. So oh, that's cool. We're checking out. Yep. Right on. Didn't they right just on. get sued by some patent troll company? Yeah, they did, but I, I don't know how that all that worked <laughs> out, but they definitely did. So get it while it lasts, folks. <laughs> all right, Eric, app pick. Yes. Uh, my app pick today was going to be Grand Theft Auto. Moscow City. Instead, it is Broken Sword. <laughs> Moscow City, baby. <laughs> Oh man! So awesome. um, it's for this game called Broken Sword. It's the director's cut. I'd never heard of this game before, but I guess it's—I I believe it's some remake of an older game. It's interesting. Um, I don't remember how much it was. I think I—I I did pay something for it. I don't know. If you guys have, I'll tell you here in a sec. Research. If you keep explaining, yeah, three ninety nine. I played maybe like 15 20 minutes of it and it's been it's been pretty fun. It's sort of like a mystery game. You're this person who's walking around uh you know picking up clues and talking to people. Um Eric, it looks so, like yeah. that one I recommended a while ago. What was that called? Dark Seed. It, it kind of has that kind of layout and look to it. Is that cartoony? I can't but, I can't place where I've seen it before. Right, but more cartoony. And it's 3.99 right now if you get it in the market in the Google Play. Yeah, so it does require like a 50, 50 or 150 megabyte download. So make sure you're on Seth's connection. Download it really fast, and if it sucks, get a refund. Nice. Um, well, and didn't my, they, that is my strong recommendation. I thought they changed that too. Instead of from 15 minutes from when you download it, it's from when you first open the app or something. I thought they changed something in the in the Play Store refund policy first open <laughs> how does uh, explain that to me 
Like if you if you if you open the app, you don't get a refund. Well, no, because before you would just hit buy and it would charge you, and that would start the countdown. But on games like Sonic CD, when you had to re-download it five times, your fifteen minutes was up before you actually had a chance to play the game. Uh-huh. So they changed it. I thought I may be completely making this up, but I thought that they had changed it uh, so that it was when you first run the game, not from when you actually purchase it. But like I said, I could be wrong. Email show at attacktheandroids.com if I'm wrong. So. Let us know. All right. You good, Eric? Anything else you wanted to say about that? No, I'm good. Broken Sword. Director's Cut. All right. uh, My app pick this week, I got something a little different. It's not a game. I'm actually really impressed with this. It is... And this is only going to appeal to a, a certain amount of you, but it's the Google Analytics app. And analytics, I mean, if you run websites, do shows, any, anything like that, Google Analytics is another line of signaling that you should probably be using. Um, it's The app is amazing. I, I'm really impressed with it. It looks nice um, when, you, when you first open it up. And you log in. I'll show you here on the on the Transformer Prime. Uh, on the the right, there's the list of all of my different sites that I have it tracking. Uh, a Zazzle store, my Picasso web album. I mean, just a bunch of dumb stuff like that. Uh, and we'll show you. Uh, you go in here. You tap on one. And it'll show you real time. And then it'll show you uh, the dashboard. And it gives you graphs. Uh, I'll show you the real time. Zero. Thank you. Because <laughs> we're that popular. Uh, and then you can go here into the ad, and you can add any metric you want. I know that's probably hard to read, but uh, you can add visitor, re- session, AdWords, page tracking, event tracking. And underneath, say you drop down page tracking, entrances, page views, bouncing. I mean, it just it goes on and on. Uh, exits, percentage of exits, anything, I think. And I don't use, I mean, I use analytics, but I don't. You can have this set up and do a lot of stuff, and I barely have. I mean, I scratch the surface of what analytics does. But if you have it set up with custom alerts and all that stuff in your dashboard, it'll all be on this app. So uh, if you use analytics and you're an Android, definitely check out the app, Google Analytics, and it's free. So there you go. Cool. All right. Well. That was almost an hour and a half show. Any closing comments before we wrap this thing up? Besides, I, see you on the Buffer Overflow show on Thursday. That's it. We'll see you on yet another tech show tomorrow. Yet another tech show.com, bufferoverflowshow.com. Uh, I want to mention uh, last thing here. If you wanted to watch the Google I.O. talks and you didn't get a chance to go there or see them live, uh, they have released 28 videos from the I.O. sessions, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. And wow, the talks that are in there, really cool stuff. So if you're interested, there's 28 videos. There's a whole YouTube playlist just like we have for all of our tech shows uh, on, on YouTube. And uh, yeah, you can find that over at techtheandroids.com on the show notes. So thank you, guys. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. If you have any questions you want us to answer on next week's episode, email show at attackoftheandroids.com. You can leave us a message if you want to just say it. Don't spray it. 406-204-4687. We have a chat room. You can hang out there for all of these live shows we do. 
Uh, we have a YouTube playlist that has Yats, Boss, and AOTA in it. There's over 24 hours of content in there right now of just those three shows. Uh, you can always catch the latest episodes reruns on the site, tagtheandroids.com slash live. Check that out. And please, we have a subreddit, and we put stories in there, and you guys can vote them up and down. You can put your own stories in there. Uh, help us write the show for next week. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. So we know what you want us to talk about because this is for you. I talk to myself all day. This is for you. So I'm Matt Lee, Joey, Seth. Jeremy will be back uh, hopefully soon. I think he's on vacay right now. Uh, Eric, glad to have you on Skype. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attackoftheandroids.com.